Okay, so we're talking about memoirs, and the issue is, how's the best way to capture something that you wanna, you think is important, it's significant, and you wanna make sure that people who succeed you, maybe your daughter, that maybe your wife, maybe your friends, maybe your relatives, have at least access to that when you're not around, not necessarily when you're deceased, but as well as yourself, you might want to wonder if your views change with the passage of time. You know, we can all think back on when we were teenagers, we felt one way about our parents, and then lo and behold, 10 years pass, and you think of your mother and your father in a totally different light. So there's, there are many uses of, of memoirs, and, um, and they are actually wonderful things. And, and the one thing about memoir writing is it takes the sting out of and the fear out of uh, you don't have to be an author with the competence to write a book. You can say what you want to say in little snippets that take two or three pages and maybe can be uh, read in uh, five minutes and yet uh, say a hell of a lot about who you are and how you feel about different things. So, uh, Do you think, think the uh, focused time of putting that aside gets more out of the story than just remembering or telling it knowing you're doing the memoir gets more from the story or I I think the exercise of committing yourself to uh, either writing or talking about a specific subject actually forces you to put your best thoughts forward yeah as contrasted with just rambling in conversation when you know oh, it that it's going to be it's recorded, yeah. you're going to think this harder. Early about in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to probably talk slower. Yeah, you're probably going to pause really more to make sure that you get that on, thought like, out there yes, as clearly and as completely this as possible. This is not a cloud in the sky. And then, so what are the memoirs that you have <laughs> down or you've been working on lately or uh, thinking about so far? Oh, I, 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 oh, you know yeah, I, I have memoirs on my earliest recollection of fishing. Uh, with my father and my father's friends and my brothers and the like, and uh, uh, family trips to uh, to Europe. Uh, I just completed one on what is it like to raise six daughters, and I, I, I had the good fortune of presenting that before a group of women in an assisted living facility, and needless to say, they were great fans. <laughs> <laughs> they were daughters. They were daughters. <laughs> They were daughters. I ran into a little resistance from some of the, the older gentlemen who were there, but I think I won them over by saying, now come on, you either had a daughter or you wish you had a daughter. <laughs> you think you won them over? <laughs> <laughs> that voice Always you, the optimist. That yeah. voice you heard was my wife, who's constantly over my shoulder, <laughs> correcting and prodding me. <laughs> she is my, my <laughs> editor. That's right. That's right. Your alter ego. Your yeah. And, and, and that's uh, uh, the whole process of memoir writing or recording. Uh, you need that. Uh, it, in fact, I have a brother who is uh, in the process of putting his memoirs down on paper. Uh, he's eight years younger than I am, uh, and sadly, uh, in an assisted living facility in Florida. But we get on the telephone and we kind of jog each other's memory because he'll ask me about things that happened uh, 50, 60 years ago, mm. uh, or the names of uh, uh, faces that he sees in a photograph or old home movies. 
And it, it's amazing how that works because it's so mutually benefiting. He jogs my memory and I jog his. So it's a, it's, it's it's, a lot of it's fun. It's neat how it could be done both ways. You could like pick a topic and go find oh, things sure. that support the topic, or you could be yeah. flipping through an album yeah. and then the mind just attaches yeah. to it and then boom, you're off on yes. an adventure yeah. you forgot about yeah. for a long That's, time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite interesting. Well, what's nice though with his brother, he has MS and he's younger than I am. Um, and he's deteriorated over the years and a few years ago um, moved to Florida close to his son. Um, his life has been very narrow for the last 10 years. He's been homebound. Yeah. This is Al's brother with MS and um, he hasn't, he, he's really smart. He's a French teacher. He, but his very narrow world and it's gotten more narrow as he's gotten yeah. sicker and stay at home and now he's been in assisted living and he doesn't, and he was always an avid, avid reader, and often in French, um, but his eyesight with the MS comes Aww. and goes and whatever. But the thing that's nice is, and Al works really hard to do this, and Al talks to him constantly, is they can come up with old stories to talk about, or the old neighborhood in Brooklyn. And Al's always saying, Arthur, remember this? So then Arthur has something to talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because his life has been so narrow, he hasn't had new experiences they yeah. can dwell on or discuss. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's something that gets him thinking and, and yeah. I can share with him. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, <clears throat> Beverly uh, makes reference to Arthur, and there's an interesting story there that it deals with this whole subject of memoir writing. And how do you get people started? How do you get them to write? And maybe this, this case is, uh, could serve as an example. Here we've got a. <coughs> Uh, an invalid, really, uh, disabled with MS, uh, uh, bedridden uh, in Sarasota, Florida, and notwithstanding the family's best efforts to put him in a place where he gets maximum care, came to the conclusion the care was inadequate. Uh, they weren't at all convinced that uh, the assistance that he required to feed himself was adequate. And that's not uncommon, sadly, today. Yeah. But putting that aside, uh, what the family arranged was for someone to come in uh, for an eight-hour shift, uh, keep him company, and really make sure that the people, the staff at that facility did what they were supposed to do and what they were being paid to do. Can I, I just want to interrupt yeah. one thing. If I have this right, he's paying $140,000 a year that's correct. to live in this facility, and they have that's to hire staff to feed him. So, $140,000 So the, the way it works in Florida, and I'm sure in, in, in most places, uh, is, uh, you, there are entities, there are corporations, uh, some of them are called staff builders or staff suppliers, and they will provide that service. Fill they in will the make gaps. sure that yeah. people yeah. Uh, who have a certain amount of training, and of course these people have to be accepted by the facility for uh, the obvious malpractice reasons, and uh, uh, we've had relatively good luck with that. And of course, these people were interviewed by, in, in our family's case, uh, his son, my nephew. Well, lo and behold, uh, there was a change in personnel because uh, the person who my brother really liked uh, had to relocate, and he did not like the new person. She was absolutely charming to us, but for whatever reason, uh, or, yeah. My brother thought she was kind of uh, uh, overbearing and uh, started to say some things that were troublesome 
almost getting it to the point of, please, I don't want to see this person anymore. At which point, my niece came up with an outstanding suggestion. She almost tricked her father into a conversation about uh, writing his memoirs uh, or autobiography. He was a retired school teacher. And Arthur was always more than receptive to this. In fact, was feeling a little guilt that he hadn't done it. And my niece came up with this outstanding suggestion. Forget about thinking of this staff person as a caregiver, but think of her more as a secretary yeah. who's going to assist you in memoir writing. Now, this person is making use of her iPhone. So Arthur talks and she records, and then overnight she commits it to print. That's great. Brings it in, reads it back to him, and he makes editorial corrections. And now that has gone from uh, a simple little exercise to digging out home movies that have to be converted to DVDs so they could see them on his television, digging out old photographs from old albums, and a whole series of discussions with me two or three times a week in terms of who is this person, what was the name of that person. He's got a mission that and a purpose. Yeah. He's on point. Yeah. yeah. So I think it, it this is, should be a college. I think it should be a college course. I called different living facilities, and I was like, "Can I go come and do a podcast? Because I want to hear what I can learn firsthand from their lives. Yeah. And I want to be there to have them be able to have somebody to tell their life too. Yeah. And you know, I call these facilities. I'm like, I'll call you back, and nobody called yeah. back. So you know, if you yeah. want, I'm sure if I keep pressing, I can make it happen. But yeah. this should be a. I think this should be a resource that should be utilized, yeah. Yeah. you know, a good bit. Yeah. Now, to give you a tie-in to this, in the, uh, I, I live in, a, in New Canaan, Connecticut, and we, we have a, a, a very active uh, community, particularly as it deals with uh, people, senior citizens, as, as we age. And uh, to, I'm proud to say that a lot of these people have convinced that the key to uh, aging is more than keeping you physically healthy, but also mentally healthy, yeah. keeping you alert. So uh, we've had, some of our members have actually written books on the subjects of uh, how to trace your ancestry, piggybacking, if you will, all of the companies that have come into existence that help you determine your, through DNA, your <laughs> genealogy. Uh, and they've taken it from that to all kinds of uh, groups who get together and do ancestry studies, and that has kind of led to memoir writing. And the whole, there, there, there are many who start off with, you know, everybody wants to write an autobiography about themselves for posterity. Yeah. But it's an intimidating thought. Oh, yeah. You almost get forced into thinking, but i never written a book. And therefore, why would I think I could write one at this stage in my life? However, through a compilation of memoirs, you essentially are accomplishing the same thing. Yeah. Really. As yeah. a matter of fact, there are some who will argue it's preferable to an autobiography that almost forces you into a chronological thing. Yeah. When you were born, what you were like going back to your earliest you know, memories and, and the like. Yeah. This way you're taking snippets of things that were very significant happenings in your life yeah. or in your family's life and you and you're putting it down so it's uh, 
it, it, it's, uh, it's great. It'll take history to tell us what this really does to, the, to, our, to, to our minds. Yeah. But uh, so far, everything that I've noticed is positive. Yeah. 